The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs is upon us, and we got four intriguing matchups, all rematches of the regular season matchups. And uh, joining me this weekend to go over all four of these games, once again from Los Angeles, California, diehard Green Bay Packers fan, Rebound. What's going on, sir? What's up, nigga? Uh, Chilling, uh, looking forward to these games, Uh, so let's get right into it. First game... On the docket, Saturday at 3.35 Central Time, 4 Eastern, uh, 1.30 Pacific. Seattle Seahawks traveling to Atlanta and what possibly might be the last game, NFL game, ever played in the Georgia Dome. We got the Falcons hosting the Seahawks and laying four and a half. What do you think? On uh, this one, uh, I'm riding Atlanta because uh, they're one of the hot, hottest teams. Not hottest teams, but they've played well all season. And I think Matt Ryan is the MVP. Also, Seattle doesn't play well on the road. And last week, they did have a blowout, but it was against a uh, Detroit team who was deflating throughout the end of the season. And I think Matt Ryan's going to have a big game. So I got Falcons 28, Seahawks 21. Okay, those are all fair points. Uh, this is a rematch of the 2012 uh, divisional matchup, basically kind of the same game. Uh, uh, all That game was also played at the Georgia Dome. That game ended uh, in a thriller. Uh, Atlanta went up big early in that game, and then Seattle roared back, took the lead with about a minute, 50 seconds or something to go, and then Matt Ryan and the the boys, Michael Turner, led Atlanta down the field and set up Matt Bryant for, I believe, a 47-yard game-winning field goal in that game. So I kind of see this game playing out uh, uh, very similar to that game in terms of the final score. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to win a close one, but uh, I'm going to take Seattle to cover the four-and-a-half-point spread just because I think they're more seasoned, uh, they're more playoff-ready kind of battle tested but uh keeping uh, keep in mind that Matt Ryan is a much better quarterback as he's shown this season F- nearly 5000 yards and uh second place behind Aaron Rodgers in touchdown passes this season amongst all quarterbacks and uh the Seattle defense is not as talented as it was in 2012 when they were just uh forming their the legion of boom as they like to call it so and then they're without their top member, as we all know, of the Legion of Boom, Earl Thomas, who is without a doubt probably the best safety in the entire NFL. But uh, Seattle has some things working for them, with, with that being experience and uh, the coaching side. And Atlanta, on their side, has the advantage. Definitely a quarterback uh, this season. They also have the the advantage at run in the run game. I I'll take the Freeman. Uh, Coleman match uh, combo over 
Precise or Rawls or whoever Seattle wants to throw out there. And then definitely the best, most talented uh, skill player in, <laughs> amongst both teams with Julio Jones on Atlanta's side. So given all that, I think Atlanta's going to win the game 31-28, but uh, just because of Seattle's experience and their mentality, fight it out mentality, I think they're going to cover the four and a half point spread. And I'm going to go final score, Atlanta 31, Seattle 28. And with that, we'll move into probably the least intriguing matchup of the weekend. New England Patriots hosting the Houston Texans at Foxborough and laying 15 and a half. What do you think? Uh, obviously, New England's going to win this one. We all know that. Uh, I don't think Houston even has a chance. Tom Brady has been playing lights out. The whole Patriots team has been playing lights out. I mean, even with Brady's number one target out, Gronk, he's still playing well. And they got that new receiver, the rookie, Malcolm Mitchell, who's Tom Brady's go-to target. And I think Patriots blow them out here, and I think they cover that 15 and a half, 31-10. Okay, definitely. Uh, this, uh, this just feels like Texans are overmatched all the way out on mentally, emotionally, physically, skill-wise, coaching, front office. I mean, all around they're overmatched, and this just feels like one of those uh, – 49 to 7, 45 to 7 blowout type games. And it feels like one of those uh games that Brady's going to have like 350, five touchdowns, something like that. And I mean, if they couldn't uh score a point against the Patriots when motherfucking Jacoby Brissett was the starting quarterback, I don't know what they're going to do with Tom Brady out there middle of January in Foxborough, cold weather. New England, Boston fans uh, screaming out of their lungs. So, like I said, Houston overmatched on uh, on every, pretty much everything, every facet of the game. And just a terrible matchup for them, as it always has been. I don't think they've ever won in New England as a franchise since they came in uh, into the league in 2002. So... With all that being said, uh, Tom Brady is going to have a big game. I think four-plus touchdowns, 300-plus yards. And I'm going to take New England to win 41-7 to and cover the minus 15.5 point spread. 15.5 is really big, but uh, this one, I think it's uh, pretty easy for me to make this pick. Minus 15.5 New England, 41-7. to We'll agree on that one, and we'll move into the Sunday slate of the games, which features the two best matchups, in my opinion, of the entire weekend, of the entire divisional round. First uh, game of the, the day, afternoon, 4.40 p.m. Eastern. Tip out, uh, kickoff time at AT&T Stadium, Jerry World. Dallas Cowboys take, taking on the Green Bay Packers, hosting the Green Bay Packers, and laying five points. What do you think about this one? Uh, so obviously we got the Dallas Cowboys who are probably – one of the best teams, if not the best teams in the league, either the Patriots or the Cowboys. And then we got the Green Bay Packers, who are one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, obviously, as you said in the beginning, uh, all this, this, every team met in the regular season. Uh, when these teams met in the regular season, Green Bay turned it over quite a few times. And Ezekiel it was just running all over the defense. And another thing people don't know that happened in the regular season was that 
Green Bay was missing some key pieces that they have back now, and they're a hot team. And I think Green Bay rides it out. They cover the five and a half, and they win flat out. And I think they win this one right out, excuse me. And uh, Packers 28, Cowboys 24. Okay, uh, this one is really uh, tough. I mean, I think this matchup really comes down to which which off which kind of off, which offensive line or defensive line is going to control the line of scrimmage between Dallas's offensive line, their historic offensive line, or Green Bay's uh, front four with led by Peppers, Clay Matthews. So, uh, and then the first matchup, uh, we pretty much saw that the Cowboys were dominant on that line of scrimmage controlling the line of scrimmage pretty much all throughout and Ezekiel had a big day that on that game but uh Green Bay like you said obviously is a different team Aaron Rodgers is playing MVP level football best quarterback in the league type football the last seven weeks but I think 19 touchdowns zero picks and he's moving well in the pocket moving well outside the pocket making throws picking up first downs with his legs but uh, he's without his uh, top target in Jordy Nelson. But uh, it seems like for him, it doesn't really matter. I mean, who's in there? I mean, he seems to have a good chemistry with all his wide receivers. And he seems to find, get everybody involved. And like he did in 2010 with all those injuries, he's found a way uh, to still uh, put up big numbers and get the ball down the field to whoever was in, in the lineup for Green Bay that, that season. So uh, with that being said, uh, this is a really tough one. I mean, five points. Uh, I think this is really close, but I'm going to take Dallas to ultimately win the game. I, I just think they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage more than uh, the Green Bay front four is going to be able to push back. So, But I am going to take the Green Bay plus, however, to cover the, fi- the five-point spread, excuse me. So Green Bay plus five, and... Dallas ultimately wins the game, though, I think, 34-31. to 31. So with that, we'll disagree on that one. We've disagreed on two so far, and that'll take us into the last game, Sunday night in primetime, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this game was originally scheduled to take place earlier in the day, but has, mo- has been moved back t- to primetime Sunday night because of weather concerns. And Kansas City in this matchup, laying a point. What do you think? Uh, this one's tougher than it actually is uh, because, obviously, as you said, weather's going to be an issue. Kansas City plays well at home. But at the same time, Steelers are such a talented team and a hot team right now with probably one of the best wide receivers in the league, the one of the best running backs in the league, and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, that's hard to top. So, I mean, it's just tough. I'm taking the Steelers there to win by a field goal. All right, definitely. Uh, I'm going the other way in this one. I like Kansas City minus one. Uh, Kansas City, uh, with uh, Justin Houston in there, he's a game changer for their defense. Uh, One of the better defenses in the entire NFL. And... I think their corners are a lot better than uh, what the Dolphins' corners were last uh, that Ben Roethlisberger faced last week in the wild card round. And I, I feel like Ben Roethlisberger, every, every game kind of throws a, a couple balls out there that are 
just uh, asking to be picked. And I think I think the Chiefs are going to take advantage of that. They're secondary. And they're number one in the league, uh, tied with the Raiders in turnover differential at plus 16. And their quarterback is not a big uh, down-the-field type guy, but amongst uh, all QBs with 150-plus pass attempts career in the playoffs, he has the highest uh, touchdown-interception ratio in NFL history, NFL playoff history at 11 to 1. Uh, he takes care of the ball. And, I mean, he just makes the smart play. And Kansas City takes the ball. They don't give it away very much. And they turn over the ball. They turn over the other offense. And they get they make turnovers from the other offense. So uh, I just think their defense is too good, especially with Justin Houston in there. And I think... I think only minus. I only got to swallow one point. I think it's a pretty easy pick for me to go with Kansas City, and Alex Smith. Uh, as much of a reputation as he has as not having big games, uh, I don't know if anybody really remembers. In 2013, he thoroughly outplayed Andrew Luck, 30 for 46, 30, 378, four touchdowns through the air. So uh, every once in a while in the playoffs and. In the regular season, well, he's capable of th- having a big, big game stats-wise. So it wouldn't uh, surprise me if he ha- he come he comes out and do that, does that this Sunday night. But I I don't think he will surpass Ben Roethlisberger stat-wise. But like I said, uh, he'll take care of the ball. Highest touchdown interception ratio in NFL playoff history amongst quarterbacks with 150 plus pass attempts. And I think Kansas City's uh, defense will make force a couple turnovers, make some big plays. And then Tyreek Hill, uh, it seems like the last five, six weeks, he's always made a big play for them, whether it be a punt return, a little screen pass he takes for 70 yards, a little rush that he takes for her 50, 60-yard touchdown. So I see him having a game-changing, impactful-type play again this week against the Steelers. And I see Kansas City moving on in this one. And moving on to the AFC Championship. And final score on this one, I think, will be uh, 31-27 to Chiefs. And I think they cover the minus one point spread. So with that, uh, with you being in L.A. and everything, and what do you think about the Chargers uh, moving to L.A. now uh, and joining the Rams as the second NFL team in the L.A. market? Uh, I don't know if it's a good move or a bad move right now because... Last year, I was a Rams season ticket holder, and tickets were really tough to sell, and the, the Rams just weren't supported, but at the same time, I think they made a swap move to play at the Dead Life Center, which only, the capacity is 30,000, 30, which tickets will sell, but I don't know about the overall market. I think it will be good, better for them, because once they get that stadium in Inglewood, I think it'll be good to have two teams, because Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good point. L.A. and New York, the only major uh, markets in the entire country with uh, two teams in all four major sports. So that's uh, definitely an interesting thing thing to see. And, I mean, L.A. is so big, uh, spread out, uh, geographically uh, well-positioned to kind of hold all these sports teams just because of how spread out it is and all all the different sports venues that it does hold. So, uh, but... It'll be interesting to see how how the Chargers are received in Los Angeles because it seemed like uh, like they already have a big fan base out in Orange County and uh, 
a lot of Charger fans within the LA area as well. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how interested LA people are in general for going to these games. But like you said, the StubHub Center does help with the 30,000 capacity and makes it easier to sell out games. But that's only a two-year type fix as they're probably going to move into that new Inglewood Stadium in 2019 when it's built. So uh, with that, it should be interesting to see and uh, definitely looking forward to all four uh, divisional round playoff games this weekend. And always a pleasure, Rebound. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll be back next week to go over the two championship uh, games uh, for the AFC and the NFC. Once again, thank you guys for listening and see you guys next week.